0: Welcome to Highland Football Weekly with Ian Auld. On this week's podcast, we're speaking to a man who's played for Cali Thistle and Ross County amongst many football clubs. He's had a tremendous career. Uh, please welcome Mark McCulloch. Mark, how are you?
1: I'm very well, thanks, Ian. Yeah, it's, it's good to speak to you.
0: Good stuff, Mark. we um, I was a bit gutted, actually, because off Mike, you told me you lived in Dunferm when we had your Ochtermachty Counterpart Graham Bain on a few weeks ago, and I I thought we were going to have the the Octomarty too, and of course um, the Proclaimers aren't quite there in terms of yourself and Graham Bain, but they, they they come a second close in terms of my two favourite fifers. Oh
1: well, I think you'd be struggling if you had me and Graham on the karaoke, like no chance of being anywhere near as good as the Proclaimers.
0: <laughs> no, I beg I beg to differ. I beg to differ. Anyway, uh, Mark, we're going to um. Look back over your your career; it's been a fantastic career. Um, as we said at the very top, there we're going to focus on your on your time mainly with with Callie Thistle and Ross County. Uh, but you had some spells, for example, Livingston, Forfar, and Pardick Thistle. We'll touch on as well. But it all started at Clach for yourself, Inverness, born and bred. Uh, talk to us about your your early days at, at Clach. Well, I suppose if you're, you're talking about my time in the Highland League, it was I
1: actually got my debut in the Highland League with Nairn County. Okay, right. As, okay. A, as a as a 16 year old, um, I had been with Inverness Cali as a as a youngster, um, but obviously Cali at that time were uh, some team, and I don't think I was ever going to break in uh, to that first team for a while. So I decided. I think, I think it was Brian MacKay, who must have been the manager at Nairn County at the time. So. Um, I went along there, and I, so I was playing pretty much from sixteen to until uh, I went full time in the Highland League. So it was, it was a great experience. I think I had maybe about uh, six months uh, to a year at Nairn and then I uh, signed for Clach. I think it was Peter Corbett and uh, Roshi Fraser there who gave me an opportunity to come along and uh, play there. Yeah, so it was, it was good. It was, it was a very good experience. And I think something that you probably don't get if you were playing reserve football Mm -hmm. going in against the Highland League and you're playing against some top quality players at a time where um, a lot of the top players never left the Highland League, Uh, so it was a a great experience
0: Now it's interesting you say that because we spoke to Ross Tockley a few weeks ago, he started at Huntley and in the the current day, Cali Thistle send a lot of their youngsters out on loan for example, they sent Six seven eight guys to Fort William recently, and I know they're desperate to get a cult side in the Highland League set up as well now, when you're talking there about you know sixteen seventeen, what a grounding the Highland League was for you um you'd obviously encourage any youngster if they can to to get out and play against you know full grown men in a and a fairly um robust league
1: no absolutely, yeah, and you certainly learn how to look after yourself. Um, yeah, obviously, I'm still friendly with Barry Wilson, who takes the youngsters at Inverness, mm-hmm. uh, and he, he's obviously his it's his boys that have gone out to Fort William. So yeah, I've, I've got no doubt they're getting a a good grounding there um, from that side of things, and certainly from uh, from my point of view in my, my early years, it's to play against really experienced players, um, your likes of your, your your Charlie Christies, your Wilson Robertsons. Um, Davey Milroy's at the time, so as to shown how old I'm. From that, so, <laughs> so you're seasoned um, players in the Highland League, so absolutely, it's I'd encourage any player have to get the opportunity quite and, and uh, crack on there because it's still a very good standard.
0: Some legends you mentioned there, uh, in Milroy and Christie. You leave in '94. You go to Dunfermline That's obviously where you're based now. Um, so Fife must have yep. had a. A big impression on you, but how did that move come about, and how were your three years down with the PARS?
1: Yeah, that was yeah, it was very good. If I remember rightly, I think it was one of the board at, at Clark, I'm trying to think if it was uh, Callum Forbes mm-hmm. who had. Uh, he was friendly with uh Dave McParland, who was uh, on the sort of scouting system at Dunfermline, so he arranged for me to go down for a two week trial. Uh, so I went down for those two weeks they invited me for another two weeks and then they offered me a, a two year contract uh, now at the time I was obviously playing Highland League and it was just at the time when Inverness uh, obviously Cali and Thessalon merged of course but so actually also, I'd also been in talks with um, uh, Sergei Baltacha uh, about signing for obviously the newly formed side mm-hmm. which was at, at the time it would have been you know, that's a big thing in Inverness and the opportunity to play for your hometown team. But at that time, they were they're obviously just... Um, they were going to be part-time going in the league. So I think the draw of full-time football uh, was just too much. Uh, and I was actually on an apprenticeship uh, at the time as well, and I was working for my dad. So I had to break that news to him that obviously I was, I decided to go full-time and leave him in the lurch. But uh, he'd probably say that I was probably... Uh, a best thing that I did go full time. People, I don't know how much I helped them.
0: Maybe more hindered them. <laughs> and those uh, those years at Dunfermline. I mean, Dunfermline is a it's a big club. You know, I think when they, um when they get up to the, the top flight and they get the supporters behind them, they've made cup finals on the last you know couple of years as well. When they get going, they're a big club. How was your experience in those three years down with Dunfermline? Yeah, I, I was
1: a, a massive influence on my Uh, career at that time it was uh, Bert Payton and Dick Campbell the uh, management team and they had a a really good side i have just like a fellow Highlander Hamish French Big Norrie McAfee Craig Robertson um, Ian Westwater uh, Jackie McNamara George Boyle I mean you know obviously the list is endless but yeah they had a great quality and to be able to go down and basically uh, go from part time and go into playing, even training wise, you're learning a lot from that side of things. And uh, yeah, also, it was a very
0: good experience and I, I loved every second of it. Some fantastic names you've just reeled off there as well. Some fantastic players. I forgot that Jackie McNamara was at Dunfermline before he kind of uh, made it big at, at Celtic. But um, you know, just from playing with the calibre. You've obviously stepped up a gear from no disrespect to the highland league, but you've obviously stepped up a gear in terms of your 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 teammates.
1: Yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I, no disrespect to them, but yeah, going into I, it was a different level. Now, I, I just when I first seen uh, Jackie McNamara in training, you know, he's, he's not a very big lad, um, he's not uh, particularly well built. He was a good athlete, and I think no. Oh, just looking at him says I didn't look anything special, but then I played against him. You can just see the ability he had. It was frightening. And I think I think I was only I only had maybe four or five weeks uh, of pre-season with him, and then I think within a couple of months he'd signed for Celtic, and there was talk of Arsenal looking at him and all that. And he just mm-hmm. the career that he went on to have. It was uh, yeah, it wasn't surprising that he's he did as well as he did. But like you say, going in and. Playing with them and learning off them was was
0: uh, really good. You mentioned someone there, which we'll will come on to talk about later in the podcast because your uh, your careers your path your career path you cross paths even with Dick Campbell again. But Bert Payton was a manager who was highly regarded at Dunfermline. as a, a legend at Dunfermline. What were you? What were your experiences like working with Bert Payton? <laughs>
1: really good they were they were so down to earth um and and it was just the basics you know they just he says look you know they used to i think prior to them being in management, they went they worked for cr smith and all that and they would regularly just take in or drop in the phrase look if you didn't work want to work here you can just pick up a pair of overalls and go and work somewhere else <laughs> and they would they'd stress they would stress how what a great opportunity he had not to waste it and just to learn all the time um, and they were so grounded uh, and obviously the, the the two of them they're a great laugh on occasion I still see Bert about um, every so often he still goes along to the games and he still uh, goes along to I think, a lot of the sort of junior football uh, around here uh, so yeah um, I learned a lot from a pair of them
0: Now you leave them from in 1997 you rejoin Cali Thistle. You've just talked about there the, the opportunity to, to sign for them in nineteen ninety four. He signed for them in nineteen ninety seven. There were then a, a second division side. It was Sergey Baltacha who had a conversation with in ninety four, but Steve Patterson is the manager in nineteen ninety seven. Was that a, a no brainer to come back up to Inverness and sign for Cali Thistle?
1: You know yes, it was. Um my three time my three, sorry, my three years at the were, were great. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't getting a lot of football. Um, I think I maybe in my three years, maybe I'd be lucky if I played a dozen first team games. Uh, and I was getting in early twenties. All I wanted to do was play football, but I wanted to play in the first team, uh, and that was an opportunity uh, to go back full time. Because I think that I don't know if that was the first season that they went. Full time, and I think they still still had a, some part time players as well. So I knew Barry was up there, um, and Paul Cherry, Brian Thompson. You know, they had a really good side, um, and a lot of those boys that they've brought in from the Highland League that I obviously had played against when I was younger, I knew that the, the quality was there, that the, there was potential there. So yeah, I think it was a no brainer just to go up there. And I think at the time, I think I might have signed a, a three year contract. So again, it was uh, a bit of security there going up there but going back home yeah and being back with the family that was a a big
0: thing yeah Your experiences with Steve Patterson because we've had a few guys on the the podcast that have that have spoke very highly of Pelly some who have played for him at Cali Thistle others elsewhere uh, during his career as well but what were your experiences like with Steve Patterson because he's I mean he's, he's regarded as a as a legend at the football club and rightly so as well but he, he just seemed to get the best out of out of his players.
1: Yeah, he did, and and I don't think there was anything in terms of tactics. I think it was just maybe man management and just going out and enjoying yourself. I don't think there was anything special in training. We played majority of times we just played five sides, but I, I think he is probably his ability to pick players who would come in and jail well together and play well together. Um, well, you just see how well he's, he did, and sort of his, his team selections and all that. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he was a great manager.
0: You said there that the 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 caliber caliber player was was increasing when, when you joined. There was a lot of quality players there. You obviously saw that that Steve was building something special. But what was like life because. You know, in in the last couple of years obviously Cali Thistle winning the Scottish Cup and we know about them making the the top flight in 2004 but what was life like at the Caledonian Stadium what was life like then in the late 90s at Cali Thistle yeah
1: well well, it was full time football and I I think the, the initial couple of years I think it was quite difficult because we didn't have a lot of numbers at training um, so that was a wee bit difficult in terms of that I always thought of going back to when they obviously go into that stadium I always wondered why did they put it down there right by the water because it was one of the coldest places in Inverness <laughs> from that side of things uh, and saying that very rarely do they ever have a, a, a match called off due to the frost or anything mm-hmm. like that but yep. um, yeah was, I suppose it was quite difficult to begin with um, but again the, the the players that were there um and the, the camaraderie and the, the banter that was went on was yeah, and it always, and he always seemed to add that there was a good blend of experience and youth coming through. So at that time he had like sort of obviously Ross Tokyo, Wayne Adicott, um, and then uh, Scott McLean. So yeah, he, he had an eye for a player as well. I mean I mean just love it well, Ross he's gone up and gone on and done some sixteen years work. I didn't realise it was as long as that, but it just goes to show and he did that at a high level, obviously playing in the the SPL for so long for them, so yeah, we yeah, there was some cracking players
0: there. Now the club, when you join, they have a year in the second division, and then they gain promotion to the first via the second automatic space behind Livingston. You're up to the first division by 1999. Could you see in those kind of early years that that things were on the the upwards trajectory for for Cali Thistle So things were on the on the rise quickly.
1: Yeah, I suppose we did. Um, I think the like again, we come back with the, the the players that we had uh, at that time, I and mean, Paul Sheeran came into the fold. Uh, Barry Robson, he obviously went out on loan for a for a year, but I think that certainly made the making of him and what a career he went on to have. Um, yeah, it was just yeah. I think when we, especially when we went, ever Aberf- played against the teams we were playing against, there, there was certainly a, a belief that well there's nothing special out there in terms of that uh, the opposition and I was just maybe just adding that extra uh, player here and there and they were certainly going to be capable of challenging.
0: Now I'm going to fast forward a wee bit because the year 2000 is ultimately one of the, uh, well February 2000 was one of the, the kind of months that people started to sit up and take notice across Scottish football about Inverness Cali Thistle, so of course I'm talking about the night Super Cali went ballistic. You were captain that night as well. What, an, what Just describe what a night that was for you in, in your footballing career.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I suppose uh, certainly I certainly did put Inverness uh, Cali on the map. The headline obviously did wonders as well. Um, I think mind uh, we obviously were due to play the, uh, the previous weekend, um, obviously, we had gone down the night before and then we turned up the stadium already. I think all the supporters had been down. And we are standing in the middle of Parkhead and lo and behold, there's some rattling coming from above and, you know, one of the, I think, a bit of metal was slapping about loose in the wind, so it got called off. And then we go down on the uh, midweek. And, yeah, it's, uh, listen, it's really lucky to uh, have been in that side Um I'm still surrounded with a lot of talented players. Um, but yeah, a fantastic night for the, the club and everyone involved. Um, I think that like for that as much for the players, but obviously the supporters, members of our family, supporters and all that, and they, all the, the staff, they can all look back and if they were there, that's always something that they can uh, remember with, uh, with fond memories for. that, certainly.
0: I spoke to a few guys that have been involved in that game uh, and from what I gather, I mean, I know the Celtic were Celtic were still you know a massive club, and they still had a very good team, but what i can from what I can gather anyway that Steve gave you guys the belief to go out there, did you believe going into that that game that you could you could get a result and cause an upset?
1: I suppose honestly, probably not um probably- I don't know if it was a fact that we were so relaxed, maybe going out there. Well, we didn't have anything to lose everyone expected this to get beat so yes, as the game wore on um, obviously the, the the confidence grew obviously going ahead uh, the confidence grew and then as, as that grows and then the equaliser you you're just thinking right okay right, well, we'll just see where we go from there but yeah like I say the the ability we had in that team um, and we're talking about a lot of boys who played in the Highland League at that time. I don't probably only been full time for uh, a, a few seasons. Um, it just shows how how good the players they were playing at, uh, at what level they were playing at because we were playing against internationals. Uh, Be fair, I spent most of the night just trying to run after the boy Berkovic <laughs> and not getting particularly not getting particularly close to him. But yeah, we had oh, at the end of the day we had the talent of like so you had Bobby Mann at the back. Uh, Richard Hastings, Ross Torkley, uh Charlie Christ in the middle part, Paul Sheeran, Dennis Wyneus, and obviously Barry. Um, listen, they, we just we just played really well that night, and so obviously did they had the off night, but at the end of the day we still had to mm-hmm. to do, we still had to score the goals, and they certainly didn't give them to us um, from that point of view, and, and obviously Jim Calder in goals. Um, he had a fantastic night, and Jim Jimmy was always a, a really good keeper. Um, I just, uh, I'd imagine how good he would have been if he had a, you know, had been full time all his career. But uh, he was he was superb that night.
0: In the last couple of weeks, Ross Taulay told us that he ended up on a Celtic supporters' minibus in the way back up the road. Duncan Shearer uh, told us about his his conversation with Paul Lambert after the game, and Paul Lambert said there'll be repercussions. What are your unique special memories that you'll always have from that game I
1: suppose probably at the end when we realised what we'd done running over at the supporters um, and if I think if I remember rightly I think quite a few of the boys got changed and went and done the press bit I think I went straight to the uh, players bar and <laughs> had a, a, wee, a wee bottle of beer and yeah I'll just, I'll just try to take it all in and uh, probably didn't no, I was, I was really difficult for it. to sink in, to be honest. Mm. Uh, I must have met like were tremendous in terms of their hospitality. Um, obviously, we had a few beers in the uh, players' lounge, and then they obviously afforded us some uh, cases of beer back on the bus. Uh, and I think when we stopped off, know, I'm trying to think if it was Ochterarder. We stopped off a, a bar there, and then we uh, we watched the highlights and all that. Yeah, that was yeah. That's some some really good memories of that. Um, having a few beers, and I think some of the supporters had popped in and stopped off and all that. So yeah, ah, fantastic memories.
0: It's probably something I haven't, haven't actually touched on with a guest yet. Um, beating Celtic is one thing, but you get Aberdeen in the next round, and you almost beat them as well. You almost caused the double shock. Cattlegunvie uh, is, is it scores ten minutes to go, in Inverness to force a replay, and I think it's a late goal again. Stavrum scores at Patodri. But you almost caused another up, upset as well. That team, as you touched on there, had some great players and you created some special moments. Did you believe that, again, you might have caused an upset back in Inverness against Aberdeen in the next round?
1: Yeah, well, I suppose that the, the confidence was there. Uh, if, that's what I'll say. You can beat Celtic, you know, you've, and yeah, you can beat anyone. But obviously the, the hard work and the uh, the quality needs to be there as well. Yeah. Um, I think it only goes to show if you the team that played that night and th- what players went on to do in their careers just shows you uh, what uh, qualities they did have. Um, uh, I think it was probably more than half a dozen went on to play um, four or five years in the SPL, of Inverness or other teams. Um, obviously, Paul Sheehan went away at Aberdeen. You had Barry Robson went on to do uh, fantastic uh, things. Obviously. Mm-hmm. But obviously, then you've got likes sort of Ross Togole Stuart Golbeck. Uh, Richard Hastings who had fantastic careers in the SPL so yeah that wasn't yeah, absolutely we, we were looking to go on, a, uh, on a, another um, giant killing but it wasn't to be unfortunately from
0: that side of things You leave Inverness at the end of that season you're back in the Highlands two years later but in between times you spend uh, two years down in the central belt and you come back up the road with two First Division winners medals the first of which you spend a year at Livingston, uh, you win the title with them, but you head down to Livingston with Barry Wilson and David Souza as well. It was a a very ambitious um, couple of years for for Livingston. What was that season like down at Livingston? Because you win the title, you come, you reach the Scottish Cup semis as well. You had a real good season down there. Did you enjoy your time at Almondville?
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a great experience. Um, now I think I was at the end of my contract. Uh, with Inverness and I think I, I mind having a, a conversation I'm trying to think if it was with Grasa uh, and you've seen the the financial situation with the club He said wasn't particularly great now I don't know if that was him just trying to uh, just pull on over me in terms of financial in terms of me asking for X amount and try to get me on for something less um, but, you, but I think there was maybe you said it might even be going part time like I so said I didn't know the if that was true or no. But the, the lure of going down to Livingston, um, um, I'll be honest, yeah, absolutely. The, the financial side of things was uh, very attractive down there. They were offering more money than it was at Inverness. Um, but the other side of things, they were pulling together a squad, uh, which I, I, I hadn't seen. It was very much, they were just pulling players from each team mm. um, from that side. So it was a challenge um, when I went down to Barry, because Barry, they I think they paid us a substantial fee for Barry. I was just the uh, plus one, to be honest. They <laughs> got me for nothing. So from that side of things, uh, so I went. I mind I got married that year, and I'd signed for them, and I mind having a conversation with Davy Hay uh, about that. he says, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm going to, I'm quite happy to sign. However, see, if I, I'm going to miss two weeks. Of training because I'm away on my honeymoon. I always mind what he says. He says, "No, that's no bore, son. I just didn't expect me playing when you get back." And so, yeah, I was I was tough. The the quality in that squad was really it was exceptional. And um, but and saying that it was a challenge, and I was really fortunate again. I think out of the 36 league games, I, I think I started 35 of them. Um, and I was mind I was a bit raging with Leishman for the last game because. He gave the opportunity to the boys who hadn't been playing, and that would have maybe play started every of the league games. But yeah, it was a fantastic experience there.
0: You mentioned uh, Jim Leishman there, um, a colourful character in in Scottish football. Um, what was it like working under under Big Leash? Because he certainly is a well, he's a is, it, he's st- is he still the mayor of the the, the mayor of Dunfermline? I mean, I know he was in the involved in the political scene, but what's uh, what's it like working yeah, under c- Leash? Yeah, what was it? Yeah, it was very
1: colourful. And um, be fair, we never really seen him on the the training ground unless okay. the press were there. From that side, things there was more Davy Hay and uh, John Robertson at the time who was the coach there. Of course, uh,
0: yeah.
1: that, 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 that 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 Um I least he's good at what he does. You know, he's, he's very enthusiastic. Uh, from that, he likes to make a wee speech before the games. Um, but certainly, on the footballing side, tactics wise, it was the sort of Dave Hay and um John Robertson who sort of came to the forefront for that. And, and plus the experience that they had in the squad at that time, uh, they didn't really need to coach too much from that side of things. So yeah, um I I, I was I was great to win the, the league with them. It was um but like you say, that exceptional squad um and they had the financial backing. Um certainly I think we we got beat in I a game by Rafe until I think if it was 3 or 4 nil. and then on the Monday they went out and bought Marvin Andrews Steve Tosh and Alex Burns and added them to the squad so yeah they, they certainly had the financial clout in the league at that time
0: What was it like coming up against Cali Thistle because Livy and Cali for a number of years were were considered rivals because the two matched each other up through the divisions what was it like coming up against Cali Thistle I think there was a game where you actually scored a double against him in Inverness, but was that difficult coming up against your, your former teammates the, the season after?
1: It's, I wouldn't say difficult. Um, it's Yeah, it's, you obviously get a wee bit of stick from the fans, but playing against the players, we just we sort of knew each other. Um, we're still friendly with a, a few of them, and yeah, not particularly difficult. Enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> it's always nice when you, same for any player, it's always nice for G when you go back to a club and you, you beat them and I think we won the championship we clinched it up in Inverness as well uh, from that side of things but um, no it was uh, no it was just a really good season we had from that side of things and when the rivalry was there I mind when we went up second that like we had a, a sum game when it ended, I think it ended up four each I think we were 4-0 down by half time and we managed to get it back to, to 4-3 and I think that was in the second division so um, yeah, there was a bit of a rivalry there, but I, I think that the financial side was always going to um, catch up with Livy at some point.
0: You move on to Pardick Thistle. Um, again, you, you play a season with Pardick Thistle and you win the, the first division. Um, another uh, very interesting character I want to hear, because I, I haven't heard much about him. I know that obviously he sadly passed, but he was a bit of a... A legend back in the day, John Lambie. What, what was John Lambie like?
1: Yeah, I I would say he was unique. Um, no, he was, he was some character. Um, the reason, I'm trying to think how that came about. Uh, I think I think I'd been at Livy, we'd got promoted and again, I wasn't playing much. I didn't, I didn't play feature much for Livingston the, the first year, or should I say the first few months they got promoted to the, the Premier League. So again, all I wanted to do was play, so mm-hmm. um, I had the opportunity to. And I think one of my my good pals, Paul Dees, who had been at Livingston, he had he had been with he had signed for Park, and then a few other boys, uh, Jerry Britton, um, Derek, I sorry Derek Fleming, Jerry Britton, and Alex Burns from Livingston had mm-hmm. all gone there. So again, I thought there was a good opportunity, and um, I think they were going to do something and be very close to to winning the league league that year so yeah I took that chance and yeah John he was very good to us because we, we still stayed in a couple of us stayed in Fife uh, so myself Paul Dees and the boy Paddy Kelly used to travel through from Fife um, through to training and then every Friday he would if we had done well the previous week we wouldn't have to go on in on a Friday so we'd get the day off and, and the times that we did have to go on in on a Friday he would find us if he's caught us with a football now, I, I always thought this was really strange, but his, his thinking was if we didn't see a football on the Fridays, by the time a Saturday came, we'd be hungry for the ball. And um, so that was his thinking behind that. But no, a, a really good manager. Um, and it was one of these things you'd think, ah, oh, how much does he actually know about the game? But I mind coming in one Tuesday afternoon, I think Jerry Britton was going through his coaching badges. Uh, and he was asking uh, John for a bit of advice and he went out and took a a coaching session on on the pitch that I hadn't seen before that he'd never given us before Mm -hmm. but it just flowed and it just showed his knowledge of the game uh, and it just you know it was just like off the cuff for him and I just we never see anything like that but he obviously had that knowledge in there Mm -hmm. uh, and he was he was very good at the man management side of things um, so yeah a great character very loyal to his players In fact, we had played uh, Dundee in the Cup that year, I think it was the fourth round. Uh, I'd got injured in it. And then we played in the replay at Dundee, uh, which we won, but obviously I I was injured. So I I had been along and then he pulled me in uh, the next, I think it was midweek, the next week. And he says, oh, you're an ungrateful so-and-so. And I'm going, I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I says, well, check your wages and then come back and see me so I went and checked my, my next base flip and he had, he had given me the bonus for the for the win even though I hadn't been playing so he was obviously very generous and he obviously looked after the boys really well so ah, good. Uh, fond memories
0: of John aye, he, he does uh, strike me as a a bit of a a bit of a legend really you know and a, a, a real kind of um, someone similar, well, you'll tell me, you might tell me different, but similar in a mold to Dick Campbell, who we'll talk about later on, but just a real kind of good people person.
1: Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he, he looked after you. I mean, in the day, nowadays, I'd imagine if people weren't playing in a game, uh, well, they wouldn't expect to get, I certainly didn't expect it, but he was obviously looking after uh, the players. So, yeah um, it's very unique in the way he went about things. I, I, think if any, if, I don't know if anyone's seen it, there's a programme called Grasping the Thistle um, which followed that season and you you can get an insight to what he was like. Um, I certainly recommend anyone who wants to uh, instance you find a wee bit more of what he was like maybe on a day-to-day basis or during the match day or a half-time. So basically the cameras follow uh, 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 Lambie around and Jerry Collins at a time so the pair of them were great characters Uh, I certainly recommend watching that if you want to see an insight to to John
0: I think it was on BBC I think I remember watching that uh, all those years ago but uh, yeah I mean I think that's why I kind of always liked John Lambie was maybe that that documentary, now you, you move back to the Highlands in 2002 but it's not Callie Thistle that come calling, it's Ross County um who you signed for in 2002 and went on to have a fantastic spell with the Staggies' 288 appearances overall between 2002 and 2009. When that call came through from perhaps Neil Cooper, maybe Roy McGregor, what was your thoughts behind moving back up to the Highlands to sign for Ross County? Yeah, well,
1: we'd obviously we'd just won in the league with Park Thistle um I was I was waiting for a phone call from John Lambie or Partick and, uh, to, see, to see if I was going to get another contract I'm still waiting um, so that never that never came to fruition um, and I think Paul Cherry was uh, I'm saying he but he sort of just looked after me at that time so mm-hmm. I think there was a list from um, I'm trying to think where did we go and I think I went out and met up with Neil Cooper and just see what they were saying. To I think we met, met uh, somewhere in Perth, and yeah, again, I was. Um, they offered me a three year contract at the time, and to be fair that, I don't think there was anyone else um, that I was aware of that was interested uh, from that side of things. So it's one of the things as a player, you always want to be wanted, and mm-hmm. um, know that the the clubs thinking about you and that you're you're going to play for them. So um, I was. That was, that was basically it I, I, it wasn't as if there was, there was a choice of um, Ross County or Inverness or any other club that was just the way it was and so the, that three year contract was there so yeah I, I decided to sign and I knew uh, Neil Cooper was uh, a senior player at Dunfermline uh, when I was a young man so mm-hmm. I knew what like it what such a, a bubbly character a funny boy he was and also great experience as well so um And one of the other reasons we had played Ross County a number of times with Partick, and I I, I honestly thought at that time, I thought Ross County were a better side uh, than than Inverness Um, at that point. Mm -hmm. Certainly when we played against, when I was at Partick, uh, I certainly thought that in my head, that I thought County had a really good chance of uh, getting promotion. So
0: uh, yeah, that was my thinking about moving back up there. Now that first season you're there... Was a bit of a struggle and uh, needed a, a win on the, the final day of the season to save the club from relegation. Was that a struggle for yourself, given the fact that the last two years you were playing for a side that were used to winning the division and now you're at the bottom, kind of uh, scrapping for survival? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's, um, it's, 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 it's really strange. That's one thing in football that people struggle with. Then obviously, they say winning's a habit, losing can come. Habit as well. And no player or team goes out there and, and obviously don't try to lose, but it's trying to put your finger on what do you need to change to get out of that situation. So yeah, it was a new experience uh, from that side of things. So um, I wouldn't say it was strange. It was it wasn't particularly comfortable mm-hmm. um, because obviously we, we obviously wanted to stay in that division um, and. Financial reasons for for everything for your career that you, uh, they needed to stay in. So yeah, we managed to do that, which was which was great.
0: Sorry, Alex Smith comes in um, in two thousand and three, and over the next couple of years, Ross County are are obviously building a a squad. Now we spoke to John Rankin a few weeks ago, and there were some really talented players at County at that time. John Rankin, Don Cowie, who's Who's this week? Uh, just decided to become, uh, or has hung up his boots and become a becoming a coach at Ross County. Sean Higgins was in there as well. There were some really talented, uh, promising youngsters. Could you see that that county side, you know, could have the potential to follow in, in Callie Thistle's footsteps and and climb up to the the top flight in those years?
1: Yes, yeah, certainly had the potential. I think Alex Smith came in and used his contacts. I think he had been uh, maybe the. Was at Scotland under twenty one or under eighteen manager, so mm. um, he had a he had a great network to tap into, and the, the players you mentioned, obviously John Rankin. I think I, I've seen a wee clip of his podcast. I think that was one of the reasons why he, he, he felt he could come up to County because he had worked under Alex Smith, um, likewise with Sean Higgins, uh, Stephen McGarry, um, over the years like John uh, Jim Lachlan and all that, and, and Don Cowie Yeah, we had. Um, I think Jamie McCunney had come in at some time but we still had homegrown players as well you had Stephen Mackay um, Connor and Connor Sean Webb so yeah there was certainly potential there but sometimes <laughs> say it, you struggle to win things with inexperienced players with young boys as Alan Hansen said and that came back to haunt him but sometimes it is quite difficult to do that and I've always thought that the Championship or the First Division is a really really tough league and I think you can only see over the years that the the, uh, the the team that gets relegated always struggles. I think there's only been one or two occasions when they've gone straight back up. It's so competitive uh, from that side of things. So it was always going to be hard. Uh, but we certainly had, I yeah, we did, we had the potential to do do. And the club itself had potential. And obviously the the staff and the chairman were all very um, ambitious and. To, to get into the SPL and with the neighbours of Slains doing so well and getting promoted yeah the that was always the, the thing that the club aspired to um which which was is great for the Highlands
0: you mentioned a couple of guys there with with who we've had on the the podcast and the, uh, over the last couple of months but what was the um what was the the mood behind the the scenes like at County because it always well that that group of players anyway there was a real good a good team spirit there as well and it I mean, what season two thousand and five, six? I know John Robertson came in for the first couple of months and moved on, but County had a real good season that year. On and, and and maybe you know, had John Robertson stay on, might, that might have been the year that, that County uh, went up. But there seemed to be a, a kind of real good morale behind the scenes at County. Good, good, good memories for yourself.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, and a wee bit of disappointment tinged with be disappointment because of that season with with John and um, Donald Park coming in. Such positive people, great coaches, um, yeah, and and I don't think we'd have been far away um, the way we started that season. Um, I, yeah, it was a big disappointment for um, the club because like, if he had, I think if John had stayed on, uh, I think we would have been really close if not getting promoted uh, that year. Um, but, but we had a good mix of players. Again, go back to the youngsters were were fantastic that season. Um, yeah, Stephen Mackay, Chipper, um, Sean Higgins, Davey Winters, and all that. Shug Hugh Robertson with a fantastic blend of players, and we were flying high at the time. And it was, that came as quite a shock when we heard oh he's left, and it was just came out the blue. Um, so it was, a, it was a big disappointment because. Um, it, it, it's one of one of those of what might have
0: been Season 2006-07 is a very interesting one in the history of Ross County because I think that that season I think that season makes the club and certainly um, it certainly transforms the club and their fortunes even to this current day because the club go back down to well they get relegated that season and then if you look at that season onwards the club's just gone upwards ever since but that season must have been a tough one. You touched on it there. Um, many guests in the podcast have have said that that season was a a season of transition. But you touched on it there. It's difficult when you've got a, you know, maybe you know too many youngsters. But there was a a lot of there was youth was certainly the the theme that season at, at County. Was that a, was that a struggle because maybe the club had had gone too much the other way? I know there was a lot of young loan uh, loanees. For example, Michael Gardine, who's now gone on to have. A tremendous career at the club, but was that a tough season for yourself? It always
1: is. It always is. From that side, of, I'm not blaming youngsters from that, but I think it's, it's sometimes difficult. Um, that, that going into games and things just don't go your way, and it and it and it just just it just goes in your head, and it's maybe it's a minor thing. And you think, oh, here we go again, and and, and I think that's just human nature. that's uh, this thing that you, and again going back to trying to pull yourself out of that is really difficult um, when we're playing against really experienced teams who know how to win games how to see games out um, and just that, that um, guidance and you could probably lay a wee bit of blame on the, the more senior players maybe not performing as well from that side of things but it's one of those things like you say um, sometimes you need to take a step backwards to go forwards, and that that seems to have proved uh, uh, much rather that we didn't get relegated. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just one of these things you, you learn. It's one of these things you need to learn from experience, um, and certainly that. The, the, obviously, the second vision I think we, I don't know if we won that quite comfortably, but we we were certainly we stayed full time, which is a, a massive thing, and hopefully, Roy. Uh, he needs to take a great deal of credit for uh, for the financial side of things and keeping us going. Um and it's and I think he's been rewarded in the long run because um like you say that's the, the stepping stone for us to for sorry, for the for County to get up the leaks.
0: Yeah, that season's a very difficult season and probably not one that Scott Leach will look back on too fondly, although he, you know, again he might might ever learn from his mistakes and, and for example that season. But in the summer of 2007 uh, Dick Campbell comes in now much similar to John Robertson was only there for a couple of months but did you enjoy uh, being reunited with, with Dick Campbell?
1: Yeah absolutely he's you know he's again of the very enthusiastic um, knows how to manage players get the best out of them um, and if I remember rightly I'm sure he I don't, I don't know how to this was but he obviously said look if I didn't get you up, I'll leave at the end of the season. So, and I think it was just, you'd need to ask supporters in terms of how we played or how pretty it looked or I think that's a debate of would you rather uh, win the league by any means? I think ultimately every supporter probably wants to win the league and play great football, uh, but would you either want to win the league by any means or become second or Mm mid-table from that side of things because certainly he built a team to win the league Uh, uh, maybe not as as with with great football but uh,
0: sometimes it's just about winning Yeah you're right and I think at that point perhaps given the fact that Ross County had gone back down to the second and, and as you say there Roy you know um Kept the club full time. Perhaps winning the league at all costs was uh, was was probably paramount. Now he's a colourful character. We've talked about a few. You've been very fortunate in your career to have played with uh, played under John Lambie, Jim Leishman, Neil Cooper. What's Dick Campbell like? I mean, he he just I mean, well, I've only spoke, spoken to him a few times, but again, he's a a real character and someone that will go down in, in Scottish football colour What's he like?
1: yeah he's you know he's probably in the same vein as the ones you've mentioned you know he's he, he's honest he tells you how it is Um as i would say he's very it's it's not rocket science in terms of what he's wanting out of his players he's um, quite specific what he wants and what he, he wants you to do so and again it's one of those when I, when i talk about obviously john lamby going back he says all right now Friday, you're not allowed to play for football. You know, he's got wee, wee niches like this. One of the ones he always used to say is, Look, it, don't give me a reason not to play you. So, that from that point of view, he's saying, Look, then it would be unfit. You know, that's one of the easiest things that any player can do. See if they look after themselves. Mm-hmm. The last thing you want to say to a manager is, oh, I'm not fit. And he's going to say, Well, I can't play you then, is he? So, that's one of the, the very basic. Um, in terms of what he's wanting from his boys, but again, good man manager. He knows how to get the best out of players, and I think his record is is pretty phenomenal in the in the lower leagues. And he probably deserved a uh, a chance at a um, at a higher level. Um, because I'd certainly say if there was any um, vacancies within football, he would be one of the I'd imagine top of the list for chairman or boards around around certainly around Scotland because he always does well wherever he goes.
0: Yeah, you're right, and he's still doing very well at Arbroath. Derek Adams comes in to replace him. We've had Derek on the podcast as well in the last couple of months. Um, Derek obviously was a player alongside you that season. He then made the move to become manager, and he guides the club to the second division uh, title, as you said at the very start there. you kinda, I think, to be fair, I think Ross County won it quite comfortably. I think Airdrie were the second place team, but you win it pretty comfortably. A uh, good feeling getting over the line and getting the club back up and and getting another title winners' medal in your back pocket.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, I, I suppose it's one of these things. The disappointment lasts uh, for relegation, probably for a few weeks, and then it's just about the process of the aim of winning it so yeah absolutely the aim was to get straight back up and to win it as championship so yeah it was, I think it's fantastic for the club all the players and and supporters it gives them something to celebrate uh, that's the only thing you're, you're guaranteed in football uh, is, your, uh, is, is your downs uh, there'll always be downs and you, whenever you get the ups you celebrate them and um, and then hopefully you move on and progress. And they certainly done that over the years. They've been uh, both Cumbernas and Ross County have been uh, fantastic for the area and the opportunities they've provided for the uh, young footballers uh, is is
0: great nowadays. Now, it's season two thousand and eight nine, the club get back up to the the first division, the championship. Uh, again, it's a kind of last day win which secures their status. Now. Like I said, I, I you know a few minutes ago. That's where Ross County go from strength to strength and make the Scottish Scott Cup final the year after. And of course, we all know that they're now a top flight side and have been for a number of years now. That season, eight nine is your last season with Ross County. You make forty one appearances that season as well. Was the decision to step away yours? I know you moved to 4 for after, or or would, you know, did it just come to a conclusion at the end of Ross County for you?
1: Oh, no, no. It was was my decision. Uh, I'd spoken with, I think, January time with um, uh, Derek and George. um, There was another year on the table. Mm -hmm. Um, However, at that time, my wife had a a business in Inverness. She had a five-year lease, which she had come to the end of, and then the option was another five-year lease. Now... I, I, I believe, and I felt at the time I could have played for another two or three seasons full mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. but at that time in football, it was you know over a certain age. It was just year year contracts. Uh, I had the young daughter as well, and she was going to be coming to going to primary school, uh, and so I, I was just I was a decision all based on a wee bit of security, and stability for the family mm-hmm. uh, that I decided to join the. Applied to join the police so I think I'd done that in at the start of the year mm-hmm. uh, and I applied for Fife Constabulary so the reason I had a year on the table so if I didn't get in then I would have signed that contract and I would have stayed in that year then I would have uh, maybe reapplied or maybe joined the fire brigade or whatever so it mm-hmm. uh, was certainly my choice but it was um, yeah it was purely for the uh, for financial stability and security for the family so we could plan for the future
0: and that future, um, as I say, you you leave Ross County with, again, I mean, you know, I mentioned a few minutes ago there, two hundred and eighty appearances, good memories, of, of playing for the Staggies
1: Yeah, absolutely, a fantastic club, a great family club, uh, um, really well run from Roy to the to the board of directors to um, uh, Donny McBean, Susan, who were uh, the, the groundsman. Uh, it was just yeah. really enjoyed my time there Mm -hmm. Um, yeah again great memories Uh, um, again really fortunate to have that and to have uh, been sort of 15 years full time was uh, yeah I I loved every second of it Um, and one thing I'd say I just just loved playing football so that was the reason why I went to wherever I, I went if I wasn't playing well, I wasn't much used to me. I needed to go and be involved in the first team, so yeah, I was I was really fortunate that yeah, I got all those opportunities.
0: You move on to Forfar. You spend a couple of years with Forfar again, uh, working under Dick Campbell again. That must have been a, a an easy decision to, to to link up with with Dick and also play uh, part time football. And as you say, they're you know keep playing football, keep ticking over
1: yeah it was i mean eh, i don't think i joined them until maybe september october november Um i, I had to go through my probation period mm-hmm. Um so i was conscious i didn't want to get injured through that eh, and then yeah i was just the 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 draw of coming getting back involved in the football and the the, the changing room and playing games was, was just too much and i was that was great for me I didn't have to go to training that much and he appreciated that I was working shifts so um, yeah I have really well run I have fond fond memories up at Forfar. and managed to get a, I think we won, won a wee playoff to get up to uh, I don't know if it was the, the second uh, third division one and we got up to the, the second division and um, we, we even managed to beat Rangers in the in the league cup as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. so it was yeah yeah agree, fond memories up there as well
0: I'd off my cap to anyone who plays part time football and then also, you know, has a full time job on the side. What what's that like, you know, playing part time football? Um, I'm not gonna say that, you know, um anyone's job is more important than others, but being a full time police officer and a part time footballer as well, that must be um you know, pretty um well, you must have to to juggle a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, I must admit, looking back it was tough. Um
1: I was again fortunate with injuries over that period of time I liked looking after myself uh, and going for runs and gyms and it was a release from being at work uh, the work were, they were great with me as well um, but yeah it was tough and like you say I'm, I only did that for you see three and a half three and a half years mm-hmm. I duff my clap to the ones who've done that you know for Probably 10 15 years because mm-hmm. I was going. There was on occasions I'd be finishing a night shift, finishing at 6 o'clock in the morning. A couple of hours cap and I'd be on a bus to go down to Berwick eh, and, and play there. And yeah, it's yeah, it was, no, I was good. I really enjoyed that time. And and again, it, it's just I just loved playing and I loved being around the uh, the boys in the changing room. And the fact that Dick and Pink were up there, uh, John Young, it, it made it really easy for me. And there was other players that I played with over my, uh, over the years that were that got up there. So it was an easy decision. And it made me very welcome, so enjoyed every second of it.
0: And as we touched on off mic at the very start, Mark, it, i think injuries have have finally caught up with you because um you were you were playing for um your local amateur side Doctor Makdi and um you've had a wee kinda a wee couple of injuries have have cropped up in the last uh, couple of months or so yeah you know
1: what it's, it's one of these it's, it's it's wear and tear uh, I had a unfortunately my, my last game for uh, Forfar when I played, we played I think we played Dundee in the, the league cap uh, I twisted my knee and MRI scans showed that I'd uh, partially torn my ACL and all that so that's just mm-hmm. developed over the years um, and it's it's just like I say the, the the body has finally given up from, given up on me but and saying that, I'm just I, listen. I've loved every second of my 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 time in the football. My wee boy, he's he's ten, so he's involved. He likes kicking a ball about. So we've got a, a help coaching with his young team. So I really enjoy that just now as well.
0: Brilliant stuff, Mark. It's been fantastic chatting to you. Uh, over your career, as I said at the very start, it's um, mainly focused on on Callythus on Ross County, but um, it's very difficult not to. Uh, it's very difficult to ignore, you know, the title times you've had at the likes of Pardeek Thistle and Livingston, and of course your time at Dunfermline and Forfar, and even Highland League as well. But it's been brilliant chatting to you, Mark, and thank you very much for your time. No, oh, thank you
1: very much, I enjoyed it.